0: Hi, and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast that gives you tips and tricks for how to start, grow, and sell your online business. Also, take a look at our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more info around how you can make your business better. But for now, here's today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 149, the top six things to consider when buying a website business. So today we wanted to touch on these top sort of six main elements and topics that you should be looking into if you're thinking about buying a website. And these are pretty common right across the board. So it doesn't matter what website you're looking to buy, you should really be looking at these six main items, um, no matter what the industry or niche or, um, or business model that you're looking at. Okay, so number one, the niche and market potential. So really what you want to be doing when you're looking at a website is what in- industry is it in, what niche is it in, and how much potential does that have? And that's not necessarily the potential that's you know, historical or um, as is now, it's the future potential because there's no point in buying a website that all of a sudden um, is in a trending industry that's Suddenly disappears, and that and that happens, you know. So uh, you want to research those market trends. You want to do a bit of research around what's currently in the news uh, around that industry, um, and are there any changes being reported or any things that could impact that industry? Um, you want to have a look at the competition and and the target audience demographics. So you want to have a look at who the audience that you're targeting is and what's what are their demographics? What makes them want to interact with your website? And is there any change in that or is there any areas where you think you can actually go in and exploit and get more audience out of? So you want to assess the website's current traffic, the revenue streams, and the potential for that expansion to happen because you always want to grow websites. So it's that potential. So a couple of key things here is You know, you just need to really understand the industry that the website's dealing with because it's hard to look at that potential unless you understand it. So you might actually have to start off by doing a bit of research around that industry um, to learn more about it um, before you actually focus on what the potential of it is. The key things are, you're not going to be paying for that potential. So, if a website seller is trying to say to you, hey, look, you know, this website's got a whole heap of potential, you know, you could grow it, blah, 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 and that's why it's valued like this, that's rubbish. They should be selling the website on what it's done in the past, what it's earned. So, you don't want to pay for potential because the point is that potential is never realized unless you make it happen so unless you put in the effort to make that potential happen it's not realized so the seller shouldn't be getting paid for the work that you're going to do in the future so remember that don't pay for potential Um, another thing is that really um, and things are changing a lot quite quickly online with AI and things like that so um, you know for example if you were looking at buying a website around reviews so like it could be vacuum cleaner reviews that this website does for example um you know and it might it might be doing um most of its traffic is based on reviews it's done of say top six vacuum cleaners or might be just general appliances vacuum cleaners hair dryers you know and the likes i would steer clear of that by a mile because with Google and what they've just released with their AI in terms of they are using now AI in search and particularly around that review products, they're not even going to be going to those websites anymore to give the traffic the information they need. They are simply using AI to pull up those six vacuum cleaners within their own search results and pretty much show you them um, on your search page. So they're not referring Well, they're not going to be referring to those review websites anymore. So there's a bit of a tip for you. Avoid review websites, certainly for the time being. I mean, maybe that'll change. Maybe they won't have such a big impact. But certainly in the next 12 months, uh, you know, we're in May 2023 now. Next 12 months, I wouldn't be touching any of those review websites. Okay, so number two, traffic and audience quality. Now this is an interesting one because obviously your website traffic plays a crucial role in the success of this business or your website. So you need to analyze the website's traffic sources. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about with organic search, paid advertising, social media, uh, referrals, direct traffic and all the rest. So what you want to do is it's good to, it's good to have traffic, but you've got to look at the quality of the traffic so if your traffic has a high bounce rate you know say it's an e-commerce store that you're looking to buy and it has a high bounce rate meaning that people come to the website but they quickly leave the website so they bounce off the website means that there's it's not that good a traffic because you want them to stay around and actually make a purchase so high bounce rates is something to look for when you're analyzing the traffic quality because see the the person selling it may be targeting the wrong people, and yeah, they've got good traffic and it looks great, you know, on paper. But if they're not getting the right traffic to the site, the traffic that's going to convert, then it's wasted traffic anyway. So there's no point in it. So it's the quality of it. How relevant is it? How engaged is it? You know, and what are the conversion rates? So there's industry standards for conversion rates. So all you need to do is go in and Google search. What is a good conversion rate for an e-commerce website if that's what you're looking to buy? You'll get some information, then you can compare it to the information that you're looking at for that particular website you're considering buying. Okay, so um, what you want to do really with that traffic is make sure that the website has a steady and reliable flow of traffic so to sustain the business and also to allow you then to grow it off that platform. So have a look at the last 12, 18 months How steady is that traffic flow? You want to make sure it's not on a decline. You want to make sure it hasn't just been pumped up recently. You know, the sellers use some tricks to get a lot more traffic to make the figures look better. So have a look at that. Analyze all that traffic. Okay, number three revenue and profitability now you could probably say this should be the the first and foremost one but you know these are all important things obviously revenue and profitability is probably the bottom line of why you you're looking to buy a website um and grow it you know to obviously to get some revenue off it so you want to have a look at those revenue streams and how profitable it is Look at the financial statements, including the income, the expenses, and the profit margins, and compare those to competitor sites. You know, again, you can Google search a lot of this. You don't need that competitor information, obviously, because from the competitor, it's going to be hard; they're not exactly going to give it to you. Um, You can compare also uh, on websites that are selling. um, You know. online businesses like flipper.com they will have other businesses like this and you can look at the data that they are showing you so they will generally have profit and losses and things like that shown so you can use that as a bit of a a tool in your research bag so you want to look at the revenue sources so like where is the revenue coming from and ideally you want some diversity in that you don't just want one form of revenue stream because if something happens to that revenue stream all of a sudden your website's sort of tanked so are they getting money from advertising affiliate marketing e-commerce subscription models you know the list goes on um but you want you want to have a look at how stable that income has been, and also what are the options to grow up? how can you diversify maybe they do only have one income source and sometimes that's not a bad thing because so here's me going back on what I've just said, because if you buy a website with only one income stream and you've identified that you can add another two or three quite easily and successfully, then that could be a really good opportunity to purchase it because straight away, you've got the potential to two or three times the profit of that website. So but by adding those extra streams. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a one of those ones. It can be a bad thing. It can be a good thing to have one uh, revenue stream. Okay. Look at again that um, stability and the growth potential. Look at the risks and any dependencies with the revenue streams. So look for um, anything that could potentially stop your revenue. Um, You know, it might be that the the business you're buying is. Uh, sells data into, in, in, or digital products in terms of, of um, you know, data about some, something so people can go into your website, search for something, and it'll bring up a data package of that. If you're buying that data from an, a third party, what happens if that third party decides to stop selling it to you or um, goes bankrupt or, or whatever? What are your options then? Have you got backups? So you've got to actually almost research this side of it in terms of the opinion of you've already bought the website. What sort of um, you know backups can you put in place? So you just want to make sure that you're covered there, and you've got a clear understanding of the website's financial performance. Now, we tip here is you know a lot of sellers will just provide you with an Excel document of of the um, profit and loss and things. That's fine. An initial view, but you want to verify that stuff because at the end of the day, Excel spreadsheets can be edited. You want to verify that the income they're stating is actually income that is happening with the website. So you need to go sort of deeper and more granular with it. And you need to get uh, them to either do a screen walkthrough of, say, for example, their PayPal account, or um, if they're using an escrow service do a screen walkthrough of that or whatever other software they're using that you can get to the point where you're sure that that data and those figures is not being manipulated. And sometimes that might go as far as having an accountant verify their figures and actually provide you with a signed letter saying, I blah, 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 verified chartered accountant have assessed all of the revenue figures for this particular business and can verify that they are 100% correct. So by doing that depth analysis on the revenue, you're going to also see quite quickly how accurate the seller has been. And it also brings up some triggers. So if you find that there's an accuracy and they have fudged the figures, I'd kind of be walking away from that, that whole deal completely because if you can't trust them with the revenue... What else have they been doing with the website and the and the information they're providing you um around that particular website um purchase? you know they might be making stuff up all over the show, so yeah, i it's always a good test around that revenue thing, but go as deep as you can to verify those revenue figures. Okay, so the fourth one is content and intellectual property. So what you want to be doing is examining the quality and uniqueness of the website's content. You know, basically, you want to make sure that it's um, original, and you can do plagiarism um, checks on on content. Um, so that's all. There's free tools online for doing that um, So copy and paste a bit of the content, see if it's uh, original or not. Um, You know, have a look at the intellectual property rights associated with the website, such as your trademarks, copyrights or patents. You know, if it's a product, you know, have you got um, a a patent for that or have they got a patent for that product? So you want to make sure that your whatever you're going to be selling, um, whether it's content, whether it's products, you want to make sure it's secure, original and is not going to be copied by someone else. So. You also want to see that it's well-maintained and up-to-date and also optimized for search engines. So there's a number of tools out there that you can plug that content into or um, have a look at in terms of how well is that content written, how up-to-date is it. You know, by simply going, if they're using WordPress, simply going into WordPress, you can see when the content was last updated. Um, So you need to understand that content and IP, um, because it'll help you assess the website's value and also that sort of security around what you're going to be selling. Okay, number five, the technical infrastructure and maintenance. So what we're talking about here is pretty much it's the hosting, the server, the if they've got a, a content management system or CMS, um, you want to basically determine you know, if the website is built on a scalable and reliable platform, so have a look at their, um, you know, their server and their hosting and make sure that they've got the right set up for it. A lot of the time with these websites, purchases, you, you're going to be changing the hosting anyway. Um, so the server and things will be something that you generally select and you move the website over to your own server or, you know, a server that you will pay to use so what you want to be doing though is checking out what stats and spe- specifications of the server it's currently on so you can at least do the same if not a better faster bigger server so then that allows you to have that um, ability to grow the website without having those technical issues pop up um to check out the security measures like you know simple things like does the website have a security certificate all of that stuff is really important um, and you know even going back to the basics of just checking the website's load speed, the mobile responsiveness and the user experience. So go into GT metrics, put in the website, get the results. you know if the website's giving you an e um, as a as a result, that means there are issues with it. The point and the tip with this one is, just because a website has issues, you know, it gets a grade E, you know, and we know, we know from the school days, you know, E's don't get degrees. A's are a lot better. So if the website's getting a, a gtmetrics.com, go and go to that website. If it's getting a grade of E, yeah, it means it's not doing well, but doesn't mean that it's a, you know, a, a sign that you just should walk away from the deal. It might be an opportunity. So if you can look at that grading and actually look at why it's getting that grading. And if the, like, if the thing is so simple that the images aren't being optimized on the website, so it's slowing the whole website down because it's got to load all these big images, you know, you can get a a very quick plugin to do basically image optimization straight away. And you'll move that result from an E to a B or an A. Um, and Just because the seller may not have realized that or they may not have, you know, checked that side of it out, that could be a huge and really simple and quick win for you on the website. So make a determination of the importance of the results that you're finding. And that goes for all of the stuff we're talking about today. Yes, sometimes it's a bad thing, but sometimes it can be turned around into an opportunity. Okay, so the sixth and final one is transition and support. So when you're buying a website business, you need to think about the transition process and the ongoing support. Are they going to, is the seller going to give you a handover process? Um, You know, you need to have obviously access to all of the accounts, domains and all their other assets. Obviously, if you're buying this through a brokerage or an online site, you're going to have that process kind of done by the brokerage, so you don't need to worry so much about that. And normally they'll have a have a handover period tied into the the deal. So they've, they've agreed with the seller they have to, you know, be around for twelve months to to give you a um you know assistance where you need it. But if you're doing this as a standalone deal, you need to make sure that you can have access to everything that you think you're getting with the website, um, and also confirm that the sellers willing to provide you with training and support during that transition phase because you need to get to know how that business runs so make sure you assess any of those contractual agreements the partnerships you know vendor relationships you know third party relationships if you've got suppliers that you're going to be relying on are there agreements with them are they hand over over um handoverable to you you know are they are they going to be able to transfer them um you know, all of that stuff is really important because you want to get what you're paying for. And some of these contract stuff, yeah, they're boring, but they're really important to make sure that everything goes according to plan. Make sure that you clarify any non-compete and non-disclosure non agreements. So non-compete, that's where the seller basically agrees that, okay, so you're buying a, a pet website, an e-commerce store off the seller what a non-compete will do is the seller then will agree that say for example a period of three years they will not start or buy another website in the pet e-commerce niche so what that does is that protects you because look if if they've built this business up that they're selling to be good enough to sell means they've been somewhat successful in how they've done it. So they've got some skills around selling pet products or building e-commerce stores for pet products. So you don't want them to then go straight out after they've sold it to you, go and build a new one and basically become a competitor of yours. So normally push for that three-year plus because um, three years is, is time enough for you to generally make some good money out of the website that you're buying. Um and, you know, a lot changes online within three years. So um, what used to work for them three years ago, and if they started again today, probably wouldn't, may not work as well. So it just helps you um, get your feet on the ground and make some money out of the website you're buying without them sort of being um, a competitor as such. So the key thing with this transition and support is to really, it's really important to ensure that there's a smooth transition and a clear understanding of the support that the seller is going to provide you after the purchase. Okay, so in summary, these are the top six things that I'd consider when buying a website business. So they are niche and market potential, traffic and audience quality, revenue and profitability, content and intellectual property, technical infrastructure and maintenance, and Finally, transition and support. So make sure that whatever website you're looking at doing, carefully evaluate these factors to make an informed decision and basically ensure the success of your new website business that you're going to buy. Now, look, if you're looking to buy a website and this is really starting to get confusing for you, this whole due diligence thing, this research and everything, and you need some help, um, some guidance on it, Uh, we do that on our website, emilyandblair.com. That's my role on the website. I do a lot of due diligence for uh, independent clients who have approached us, um, who are looking to buy websites and they need some more um, expert advice around it. Um, I charge a $1.99 fee for a due diligence report. It's really good value. It just gets the nuts and bolts sorted out for you and I give you a clear indication of what I think, in my opinion, would I buy it or would I Would I not? So if you need some help with it, jump on our website, uh, click on the due diligence section and then you can get in touch with me. There's a whole heap of uh, other resources on our website, so feel free to go and jump in there. We've got over uh, 700 articles now, so there's a heap of information on there for you to go and check out. Okay, so that's all we've got time for in this episode 149 the top six things to consider when buying a website business thanks for listening to this week's episode of elevating business make sure to check out our resource website emilyandblair.com for more tips and tricks for how you can grow and make your business more successful